everyone. Welcome to Living in the Question podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Elena. And welcome <laughs> back, bitches. <laughs> so last week we were MIA. Um, we wanted to make a podcast while we were in Nashville, but that didn't end up happening. I actually brought all of our podcast equipment out there and it was our intention, but we just had too much fun. And we needed that. Yeah, it had only got brought up like one time yeah. while we were out there. We were just having fun. Yeah, we really were. And we were just like in the moment. And like, it's not very often that we we are allowed to get away from our kids and like experience life Yeah, as single parents and like just be in the world. And we did that. And just be who we are. Yeah. Fun. Felt so good. Like find the fun again. Yeah. Life gets so mundane. Right easily like you have to make your fun if you want to have fun go freaking have fun and make it yep and we can and going to nashville going on a plane and everything made me realize i can travel yeah it's not this big scary thing like i've always been so afraid of traveling i don't even know why i think because my mom would always be like oh you don't want to go over there it's dangerous you got to be really careful elena like and my mom would always just imprint that in my head her beliefs yeah, lit traveling is... Sca- My mom's afraid of traveling, mom. Yeah, we were just talking about this in the car before we came in. Like, that's what our parents have done. Holy Put these, shit. like, beliefs on us that we... That aren't ours, right? They are not ours. Like, I'm not afraid of traveling. Yeah. But I have been up to this point because my mom was. Yeah. Damn. And it's like all this fear. Like, my mom will say things where she's just like oh my gosh, this happened in this state and like it was just such a horrible situation. Like you better be careful. She's always like, you better be careful because this happened. And just like, living Mom. in a constant state of fear. Yes. And it's like, okay, yes. And there's millions of, of, of other people who have done the exact same thing and been okay. Right. Like I'll be fine. Thank yeah, you. Chances of waking up tomorrow to the sun coming up right. are pretty freaking high. Yeah. Like we got this, Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep so true so we just jumped right in but it's uh 11 p.m and (laughs) elena's kids are asleep we were supposed to record earlier this day and it has just been a shit show of a day so we're recording late so i don't know how long this podcast will be but here we are wyatt just came in wyatt (laughs) Wyatt, you want to come say hey to the pod get in here so my nephew wyatt he's probably famous on this pod yeah we've talked about him a couple times (laughs) Hello, pod. <laughs> this is Wyatt. Introduce yourself. Hello. Who I'm are you Wyatt. to Elena? I'm Elena's nephew. <laughs> Do you like being my nephew? Yeah, it's pretty cool. You Should... like my sister. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're more siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, than anything. I'm like the older sibling that changed your butt, put you in those <laughs> tight little pajamas, and yeah. pinched your little tight booty. Oh, I love that. Little baby boy. Now you guys are close. Yeah, that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went to Nashville with a couple of people. We went with nine different people. Bye, Wyatt. <laughs> Sleep good. I will. Uh, so we went to Nashville with nine different people. So I grew up, um, well, I guess me and Elena did with, we've talked about it before, like a group of cousins that were all really close. But me and one of my cousins, Mackenzie specifically, shout out Kenzie. Hey, <laughs> hey Kenzie. <Kenz>. So <laughs> we were like best friends all throughout high school and junior high. And like uh, we just like created this huge group of friends. 
all throughout the years Mm -hmm. and we all hung out together just forever and we still are like a decade later after high school and we're still hanging out and it feels so good to like have that group of people that you have so much history with and that we can still be really close even when all of us are in a different dynamic of our life like all of us are well I guess not me but they are all married like we're all starting to have children and we and can some all don't still come together, some right? Some still don't. And some still don't. But we can all still come together and like hang out. And that's what we did. So we right. went to Nashville and it was so much fun. It was fun. It was so much fun. You guys, I if you even... haven't been there, go there. Yes. If you have any desire at all to travel and you're trying to think of a place to go or even have ever even thought about going to Nashville, just go. Like, yeah. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. What was your favorite thing about it? I love the atmosphere, like especially the earth there, like and the ginormous looking sky, which Mm. if you're from Utah, like our sky, so much of our sky is covered with mountains and you don't even realize it. You can't see like beyond the horizon because the mountains are there. Yeah, but when you are looking out into the sky and there's no mountain you can literally almost start to like see the earth (laughs) freaking start to curve yeah straight up it's a trip trees so like nashville is very 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 lush and green and i was explaining it as like hawaii like it reminds me a lot of hawaii because it is so green yeah but there's mountains in hawaii so that's the difference but there is something about looking like across the treetops and it just going forever forever like it feels like you were saying it's gonna you're gonna fall off the edge of the earth. Yeah, you. Fi- That's what yeah. it feels like. Like you can see the earth start to curve. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Like yeah. you realize that we're on a planet in the middle of space. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah, and you lose your sense of direction. Oh yeah, I couldn't tell That's, where we uh-uh. were going. No. North, south, east, west. What's that? Yeah. It's so crazy. I know. So we can't even really break down what we did day by day because some of the days blurred in together. (laughs) We definitely had some nights where we were out on the town. So Broadway Street is like a huge street in Nashville that everyone visits. Like when they go there, it's just live music bars lining the whole street. And on the nights that it gets like super busy, like Friday night we went out. That was the first night we got there. And... Are we, are we trying to break this down night by night? Yeah, let's do it. now I'm starting to remember. Yeah, when we got there, we went to the one bar. Um, so we went to the Nudies. No, that was the second Nudies bar we was went the to. one that we ended up at. Yes. And that, that bar is fun. Yeah, so we can talk about that. So that bar was really fun. So almost at every single bar that you go to, there's different levels. And each level has a different live music band on it yeah like doing different covers and all different kinds of genres of music so the bottom floor was more like rock and then we went to the top floor the rooftop and the rooftop's always the funnest oh i always want to go to the rooftop yes because it was just yeah breezy and it feels good up there and everyone's vibing (laughs) that's the best thing about seeing all that and being in that environment and even watching the band members, like, they were all so freaking stoked to be playing their instruments. Dude. Like, you can't be angry or sad or anything when you're up there playing an instrument. Even when you're dancing in the crowd, you yeah. can't. You can feel the passion, too. Like, you look at them playing music, and, like, me specifically, oh, I yeah. get so... Jonesy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just so much, like, 
oh, I want to be up there. That's yeah. how I feel when I'm, like, watching live music. Because mm-hmm. I do. I, I want to be up there, you know? And it just, like, I don't know. I see the passion in what they do and, like, how much they truly love it. And there's some people that fucking hustle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you that witnessed. Chick. Yeah. You witnessed that chick. Yeah. And we can talk about that the last night. But, so the first night... We went to Nudie's Honky Tonk. That's what it was called. <laughs> we ended up there a every night because the music on the top floor was like rap, a little bit of like techno music, and it, we were just bumping. Like oh, we wanted yeah. to dance. When we wanted to dance, we went to Nudie's. <laughs> and there were so many people that were like, "Oh my God, Utah! You guys are from Utah!" Yeah. <laughs> so many people. Like every single person that we met was like, "Really, Utah?" And then we were the ones having the most fun in the club oh, and yeah. like dancing and going ham. And and then by the end of the night, everyone's like, Utah, you know, because <laughs> we did. <laughs> you and Mariah were going ham. <laughs> we did. We had a freaking blast. Yeah. And we pissed some people off, too. They were like, whoa, chill. Dude. Yeah, because we were going a little crazy. We were dancing We hard. weren't even that like, drunk. It was just like, we're here to have a good time and we're going to have fun. Yeah. I didn't get sick one time out there. Uh-uh. Like, I just had a couple a couple drinks and, like, just yeah. had fun and yeah. let loose. Right. Felt so good. It felt so good. So that first night, we met a group of people that we hung out with, like, a couple of the different nights that we were there. And it was just fun to, like, be introduced to new people. So that there was, like... A couple people that we started talking to and they were in like the military and each night they brought different members of their military group. (laughs) So they were hanging out with us because they loved Utah, you know. They loved us. All (laughs) we thought we were so fun. Yeah. Because we kind of are. (laughs) Because we are. (laughs) No, all of them though that we met, like we could shout all of them out. Yeah. We had so much fun with you guys. Yeah, if you ever listen to this, I don't know if you will, but yeah, if you ever we do, did. We like, had so and much fun. They knew about the bars and stuff. I mean, that's what's party nice. All the time. Yeah, that's what's nice to like get to know people too that are from the town. Like every person we would like talk to at restaurants, we're like, what bars are fun? Like we were trying to get the local ideas of what's good. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's the thing about Nashville too is all the people too that we talked to were so kind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone was super kind. And pretty and laid just, back. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. How could you be stressed in an environment like that? You can't. Yeah. And and the yards, too. The yards on all four sides are huge. Like, there's yeah. so much space between each house. Your backyard goes on forever, and all the grass was so green. <sighs> Even the grass that looked like shit still looked, like, amazing. Yeah, like lush. Yeah, <laughs> lush. Good yeah. word. Yeah. And the trees and the clouds. The clouds blew my mind. Their clouds yeah, are that was huge. Wild. Like huge cumulus clouds. They don't look like ours. The yeah. sky was completely different. Isn't that so wild? It's just like the... I wonder if it's just the humidity. Because like our clouds probably here is. are pretty like wispy and like spread out. And like we get like huge rainstorms and the whole sky is covered in clouds but it's not like that it's not big fluffy clouds these were popcorn yeah yeah cotton ball clouds like amazing it's kind of big so anyway the first couple nights that's what we did the first night me elena and mariah just went out because everyone else was like tired and and briley and and we all went out together and had so much fun and then the next night we all went out all nine of us 
and just went to all the different bars and just had a good time and like we also ate a lot of good food out there oh yeah we did i'm still <laughs> trying to recover from that and trying to get back to my life. system is not okay yeah. like just because of all the different kinds of food we were eating yeah like yeah. going on a trip and eating out every meal i swear like you come home and it's like oh my god well if you think about it like day to day like you kind of have your schedule of what you're going to eat yeah. or around what you're going to eat. And when you're out there, it's like, I'm going to go all out. Yeah. I'm going to get the salmon. Then I'm going to get the sandwich. Then I'm going to get the, you know, it's yeah. everything. And it's it was so fun. So fun. So the, was it the third day that we went to Jack Daniels? I don't remember. See, this is what I mean. The days blended the second, together. No, it okay. was the third day. It was the third day. The second day we went kayaking. Yes. And then went to the vegetarian restaurant oh, and those little shops. So, so kayaking was so fun. Oh my God. Yeah. It we was. woke up. We'd had a late night the night before, so we were kind of in a rush to get out the door. But we, when we finally got to the kayaking, it was fun. Oh my gosh. It was like an hour down the Cumberland River. We saw little turtles on the side. The I red cardinals. Not little, because they were. They were some big bitches. Yeah, like how big would you say? <laughs> like a dinner plate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a dinner plate. Yeah, they were so cute. So we saw a couple turtles and just kayaked down the river for like an hour, and we each had our own individual kayaks, and it was just so peaceful, especially after a late night out. It was just like oh, amazing basking in the sun, exactly what we needed. Yep. But my legs got fucking fried how are they good they, they still itch are they dude. peeling no actually surprisingly oh see, wow look at that good. this spot has peeled but turned it turned into a pretty decent tan i know hell yeah right hell yeah <laughs> but that was so much fun and then the next day we went to a jack, the jack daniels distillery and it was so cool to see how they make their liquor like i've never known really how that's made but specifically theirs, um, the Jack Daniels liquor or whiskey, I guess. I don't know why I'm saying liquor. You're being <laughs> but fancy. But the whiskey, they, it's, it's made from the earth, basically. So they have these trees that they, did they say they grow them there? Something like they, they grow, grow them, them there or they have like a certain pat, patent on these type of trees uh -huh. that only they can use. And I think they said one other place can use them. But it's a specific kind of tree. And they break this tree down and they let it dry out for a couple days. They, like, cut it into pieces, let it dry out for a couple days. And then they burn this wood and they get it down to where it's just coals. And then they hose it all down, make sure, like, that it's still in coal form. And crush it and put it in these giant barrels. And then they make their moonshine... From all of the, what did they say? It was made of rye, barley, and wheat, I think. Oh my gosh, yeah. Were the I three? I don't know. It's made from rye, barley, and wheat. And they put all that together and combined yeast. And we went and... Oh, Stunk dude, so bad. That part made me sick a little bit. Oh, oh my god. huge, huge, like... Boiler things. Yeah, like boilers, kind of. They were all just like... He opened one of the tanks so we could, like, get in there and take a whiff of, like, the fermenting... Oh, my <sighs> God. So That's many so people gross. would smell it and literally, like, 
Oh yeah. my gosh, freak out. That part was a little gnarly. I got a headache in there. Well, and it was like, oh, freaking over 100 degrees in there. You couldn't even yeah. breathe. And when you did, it burnt your nose. Yeah, right? It was just so strong. It was like, it so smelled strong. like straight moonshine. <clears throat> yeah. Like, if you smelt it, it was straight moonshine. So, anyway, so like I was saying with the wood, they break it down to the coals and then they put the coals in this giant barrel and they have the moonshine that's coming from the fermenting you know, Mm -hmm. yeast and the wheat and all those things. And they cycle that through the coal. And that is what gives whiskey its flavor. It's from the coal from the trees that they use. And also they have like a natural um, spring or like cove there that they, that's where they get all their water from. Which was amazing. It was all supplied from the earth. Yep. That's how they make it. And I was like, damn, this is wild. Like, I didn't recognize that it was that natural. It's all natural, yeah. Wood, water Dude. from the earth. It was interesting. Wheat, barley, yeah. rye. So then we, wow. like, yeah, they, like, gave us a whole tour of the distillery and showed us how it worked. And then at the end, we got to sample some whiskey. But before we got to the end, <laughs> do you want to take Hell over? Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. So before we got to the end and after our tour guide, which I don't remember his name, but he was hilarious. Yeah. He was a good tour guide. He was so funny. He got everyone interactive and... And just made so many jokes yeah. and was just a good time, but... Um, he also showed us a picture of this big, like, six-foot-long snake that was in... That was at that cove. In the cove, yeah. yeah. That was on the top of the rocks <laughs> oh of my the God. natural water spring, and it was huge. It and was And they huge. said they call it a rat snake. Ew. Oh, my God, dude. Can you imagine seeing that? Uh-uh. I would die. I felt like we were going to see a snake that whole time. I know. it does feel like a jungle. Well, and also, he even made snake jokes, like, watch your head, they'll fall on you and stuff. Yeah. I was like, why would you even say that? <laughs> You're like, like, now I'm freaked out, bitch. <laughs> right. So then we yeah. walk down the rock path and around, and they take he takes us into Jack Daniel's home, right? He lived there. Yeah. Like, he lived there. Yeah, and it was crazy because the way that he died is, like, so crazy. He, I just said crazy twice, but it was crazy. (laughs) Three times. So they had a safe that I guess he got really upset at something and he kicked the safe. And what did it do? It It was like like thick metal too. Yeah, thick metal safe. And he basically stubbed his toe, but it got really infected really bad and he got gangrene from it. Wow. And it started to infect his leg. So they eventually had to amputate his leg. And then it spread throughout his whole body and killed him. Yep. Just from stubbing his toe. And they have the safe in there. And when you walked in that house, you could, you could feel, feel the history in that house. Like it felt, oh, yeah. I don't know, just rich with energy. Oh, hell yeah, it was. Especially being in that huge distillery of like what he made. And like, here's his home right here on his property. Like it was just like. Same original flooring and, and everything. And it's still going. Like this distillery is fucking huge. Yeah. And the fact that that whole county is dry, too, was kind of crazy. Right. But, yeah, they don't serve any alcohol there. They let us, like, do our tasters at the end of Jack Daniels, um, at the tour, the end of the tour. But, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Anyway, so when we were in the house. Yeah, so when we were in the house, we, he was telling us about these different stories. And he pointed to a picture on the wall of 
Mr. Jack Daniels and all of his fellow people that mm-hmm. helped him out and worked with him and stuff. And he walks up and he tells us, come look at it close. And I was like waiting for some sort of joke. Yeah. And he's like, see, now if you look close, you'll notice that Jack Daniels is the only one in this picture that's actually standing. Because I guess he was like really freaking short. Yeah. And he he points right at him and he like runs his finger down his body all the way to his shoes. And in that moment, I had this thought of, why do you always have to bring up my height? I'm sick of it. You just felt annoyed for him. Yeah. Like, an, and yeah. I'm pretty convinced that like, that was not my thought. Yeah. Well, and you were telling me after too, which confirmed it even more for me, is the fact that you have always been short your whole life. You were probably his height. And you have never like had an insecurity about being short. So that's not your own thought. That's, that's not, not your thought. own transference. It's just like. I've never once been insecure about my height. Yeah. And when things just pop in like that. I'm like, that wasn't even my thought. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, but all this work that we're doing with the podcast and everything, it's opening me up yeah. and awakening and following my heart and all this, all these choices that I've been making are just mm. making me like have more psychic abilities. Hell yeah, dude. And being psychic guys doesn't mean, oh, predicting the future. I mean, yeah, it does in a sense. But there's a but stereotype on psychicness on psychic. and it's not just that all psychicness is is basically being connected and intuition yes and intuition which is what we wanted to talk about today intuition let me share this post okay you start it off i was looking in my instagram for who liked it because i forgot Uh and i found it in the messages with you of course (laughs) there you go so the world exists as you perceive it It is not what you see is how you see it it is not what you hear, but how you hear it. And it is not what you feel, but how you feel it. Mm. And the how is your intuition. Yeah. Yep. Like your intuition will tell you how to feel. Right. You just have to be open to listening. Right. And feeling it. Feeling it. And that's the thing too. It's like a lot of people think that like your intuition is going to be the loudest voice. And it's going to be the thing that you just know that this is the thing. And a lot of the time you get that feeling, but mm-hmm. it's a subtle feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not something... You know, you, sometimes you'll still have your doubts when you have your intuition pop up. It's like, oh, this is what I should do, but you still have your doubts. Right. But when you recognize your thoughts and all of those things, then you can truly, like, recognize that that is your intuition. So I was uh, catching up on some coursework that, yeah, has been a long time coming. <laughs> But it was, I've, I've talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. It was Sadie's pod, or Sadie's uh, course that she did, Discover Your Divine Purpose. And I'm pretty behind on all the modules. But the other day, I just had this feeling to get on and, yeah, do some coursework. Yeah. And, of course, the first video that pops up is intuition. And it's kind of crazy because when we were in Nashville, we were having all of these realizations around your intuition and how to tap into your intuition and what it feels like right. when you're tapped into your intuition. Mm-hmm. So when I was listening to this module, I was like, damn, this is everything we were talking about. So some of the things that she said, so just a question to ponder is how much are you actually being you versus being reactionary to your surroundings? Wow. And it said act intuitively, not reactionary. So I feel like a lot of the time, like we all have our everyday lives. We all have 
our patterns and our things we go through every single day, like from start to finish, right? But it's like, and we react to those things throughout throughout our day. Like we have something come up and like our emotion immediately reacts to that situation. But when you can act intuitively and stop the emotion and tap into yourself and come within your body instead and say, okay, how do I actually feel about this situation? Mm-hmm. Things shift a little bit. Yep. That's your intuition. Wow. That feeling of like, oh, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's yeah. a feeling. And it's not really connected to any emotion. I think that's a way to distinguish too is like, our emotions sometimes are way more loud than our intuition. Oh, hell yeah. So when you can recognize you have an extreme emotion going on and kind of like drop that facade for a second and take a step back. Oh, hell yeah. I feel like that's when you can connect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a practice, an everyday practice. So then she was saying who we think we are is a culmination of past experiences and what you expect for the future. We need to rewrite our own story from a different perspective. Hell yeah. Which is what we're doing. Which is exactly what we're doing. Right. Like we've talked about in past episodes, like our DNA and like our karma that we have like been raised with. All those things stick with you. Even the fear we were just talking about with our parents, that shit sticks with you. Oh, but yeah. we are conscious of the fact that those things are going on and that we feel those things and have those connections to that past experiences and we can like literally drop that and rewrite our own story for what we actually want Mm -hmm. and at the beginning of my healing journey I feel like I hit a place um where I had to stop and be like oh my god I've been living for everyone my entire life yeah I've been being a people pleaser oh my god my entire life and I had to stop and be like oh my gosh what do I actually want I can take up space dude yeah I can take up space. Yeah. I can say how I feel. Right. Yeah. I can honor myself. Right. And it blew my mind when I finally asked myself the question of, damn, what do I actually want? Because I didn't know. You had no idea. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. It's like, holy shit, what do I want? And then you sit in that question and ponder for a little bit. And then that's when you start to figure it out, you know? Wow. Living in the question. How do I want to feel? Yeah. I want to feel the way I feel when I go roller skating. Right. Or I want to feel the way I feel when I go longboarding. Mm. Or when I'm at a concert. Yeah. You know, like. Right. So do those things. And to truly be like present in those that moment. Be present in that. Yeah. Right. Because the second you leave, that moment becomes a memory. And that's when it's a trip. Because I went to the Lantern Festival over the weekend. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Like. But I could feel myself there holding myself back from from being like truly happy in the moment even though I knew to do so and I was trying I gave it my all it's like this split but then leaving and then even the next day it was like oh wow that's already just a memory I held myself back I wish I wouldn't have right you know but now next time I'll know okay really like remember how fast this kind of stuff goes by yeah enjoy every freaking second right yeah. And that's beautiful that you didn't like beat yourself up for not being in the moment because you had compassion for yourself. Like, oh, that's where I was yesterday. I was trying to be in the moment, but I couldn't fully be there. Now today, today. I can fully be there. Yeah. Panicking, You're aware of it and you can change it. Panicking over it and beating yourself up over it. 
only ruins this present moment which is also really freaking special especially like if you're with people you love right damn that's so true it is so true like our time here is so limited Mm. you know it really is like we're limited here yeah only have a little little snippet to just be happy like do what you want be yourself Like, when you show up authentically and no one can trump what you're saying because it's just genuinely how you feel, you're a powerhouse. Yeah. No one can say shit. Right. This is my life. And you're living from a place of your intuition and what feels right for you to do in that moment. And none of us need approval from anybody else. None of us even need to explain anything. Yeah. Just follow your own heart. And this is where you're at, and that's okay. Right. Right. This is where we're at. Right. So, yeah. It's like intuition is not outside of us. It comes from with, within us. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we, like, grasp for. Like, no, we all need to there. recognize that it's already there and that it's already a part of us. It's just something that we have to learn to tap into and to listen to. Right. Because it is quiet, and it is the thing like, your ego is always going to trump it. All the louder things in your head are always going to, like, you know, yep. boil over and cover up. Yeah. Cover up your intuition. But, like, by consciously taking a second to, like, check in with yourself, Damn. you can do that. So, something she was talking about in that module um, that I really loved is she was saying, by living intuitively, we are tuning into the void or the in-between. And this was really interesting to me because I've heard of this before. We were just talking about this. We've heard of the void before. But talking about tuning into the in-between, I was like, what is that? And so she said, it's it's the space between. So it's the space outside of us and within us at the same time. So there's a little exercise that she had us do. I want you all to do it if you can. If you're driving, please don't do this. (laughs) Or pause it, do it later. So she said, stare at the wall in front of you. And Elena hasn't heard this yet, so we're going to do it together. Okay. Okay. So stare at a wall in front of you. And just breathe for a second. Let your eyes go out of focus. Keep your eyes out of focus and soft. And notice how you're feeling in your body. Be in tune with how you're feeling in your body and truly let yourself be there and then let yourself look beyond the wall. Is there another room? Is there just the wall? Tune into beyond the wall and keep your eyes out of focus. Can you feel like the space that you get into when you let your eyes be soft and you allow yourself to tap into your body? It's a different experience. Mm -hmm. You can feel it. Hell yeah, you can feel it. And another thing that I learned the other day, a little meditation practice while you're still in this state, is to notice the air around your body. Like, take yourself outside of your body for a second and notice the energy field around your body. Forget that you even have a body. And just allow yourself to be in that space 
outside of yourself for a second while allowing yourself to be in tune with what's going on inside. There's like truly something that happens when you do that. And I feel like when you get to that place where you can come outside of yourself for a second, that's how you connect. That's how you connect with spirit. That's mm -hmm. how you can connect in meditation with your spirit guides, with your own intuition. When you can like step outside of your mind and your body for a second and just be there. Just be. Just be in your body, but also outside of your body. Yeah. Like something changes. Yeah. It's like this like subtle, like peaceful feeling. That's amazing. Isn't that beautiful? That is. Did you feel it? Hell yeah, I felt it. <laughs> what did it feel like to you? I feel like I'm so relaxed that now, like, I don't... My eyes don't even want to focus. <laughs> yeah. You know. Something shifts. Yeah. Crazy. When I'm doing, like, things in school, when we're doing, um, like, connecting with people in school and stuff, that's, like, something that we have always tried to do and also like in meditation they talk about it a lot in the podcast that I listen to about spirituality and how to connect with your spirit guide she talks about that a lot of just like getting outside of your body and allowing your eyes to go soft and getting in that space in between oh my god I want to do that outside dude that would be amazing dude it really just brings you to the state of like relaxation and calm yep and after you come back from it, you're a little bit more centered. Hell yeah. And it's like you that's can more easily goal, tap right? in. You know? That's the that's the best part about Dude. it. Yeah. Is every time it's like, oh, you set the intention of like, I want to connect. You even just say it out loud or put it out there. And then right. I'm open to downloads today and you always get them. Yeah. Yep. Always. Damn. So living intuitively is like not our natural st or is our natural state. Like a lot of us think that like we were saying that it's outside of ourselves that we have to seek for answers, but truly like it's within. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't mean that you're never lost and that you're never fearful. Hey guys, I just wanted to jump on and just say I'm sorry that this episode cuts out right here. Um we had some technical difficulties with the mics and yeah, that's where it ends. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and tune in next week. Thank you.